Welcome back to Weebology. Thanks y'all for coming back to class. I am your uncharged and unconnected Professor Ricky. <laughs> hey, fam. <laughs> Weeb fam. I am your um, other one, Ethan. Ha ha. <laughs> I, in this isolation situation, I have continued uh i'm dead ricky oh no black clover is gone gone what's even the point still gone huh yeah it's postponed (laughs) indefinitely just like gone's dad (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) get waxed kid i uh my phone is dead it was one percent last time we uh we filmed and it's been a whole week and that one percent really did its damnedest to survive but uh sure enough Dead as disco. And my yeah. phone is charging over there. But you know, dead as kite. Dead as kite. <laughs> you're, you're dropping these Hunter X Hunter references. It's today. just like Gone came at me on social media the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you say? I, I'm just like kind of over it, you know. Gone came at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's such a nice guy. Normally, is he like a thug online? Yeah, he, he's like <laughs> one of those little eight year old uh, savages online that Gone just like the troll. Yeah, just like kind of. <laughs> you know gets under your skin a little bit you know? he, he's the only guy maybe probably on the internet that can spit game behind a keyboard then back it up with his fists yeah maybe pretty much i mean he can he can my wop me any day frankly um but bet you'd like that wouldn't you i mean you, you know sicko i try to go toe-to-toe you little sicko literally kill me <laughs> but uh speaking of battling today we're not only doing a dozen anime but me and ethan are at odds about our opinion of we are diametrically opposed and we're ready to duke it out with our words and maybe fists for you youtube gang i don't i i think if ethan were to punch me i would i would clock out pretty easy but um today <laughs> i'm about are, to fall asleep so <laughs> maybe i have a chance yeah you got it bro today we are discussing a dozen anime segment about netflix's hyped anime maybe castlevania it is a show that has gone for three seasons now, inspired by the Konami games that have come out in trove since 1986 when the original came out on the NES, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, Castlevania, um, Vampire Hunter. And the last one that came out was actually last year. We looked up Grimoire of Souls. And, Correct. Uh, it seemed like they're... <laughs> that was funny. I mean, you probably didn't notice this, but he was trying to make sure that he remembered it midway through saying it. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I got it. I really brought it home. Pretty visual. Though. Appreciate hilarious. it. No, it's um, it's definitely a <laughs> IP that's had this long history, and it it kind but of. But the question is, yeah, it started in Japan. Yes, but this show is almost has nothing to do with Japan. Let's talk about the studios. Five studios were involved in the production of this show. The main one being a studio called Powerhouse Animation Studio that is based in Austin, Texas. Uh, another one that's run by an individual, actually. I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but he has animation studios both in New York City and Berkeley, California, if I remember correctly. And he also was a major hand in, uh, I think he may have actually been the producer or director of Castlevania. And all these studios, aside from one, are American-based. The last one, maybe MUA Film or MAU Film, is a Korean-based uh, studio. So when it comes to the team working... <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really like, fuck this shit up really quick. Hit it, dude. Um, so I was obviously on, on uh, you know, the internet looking up some, some Castlevania shit. Yeah, yeah. There's currently a sealed Castlevania game with uh, 85 out of 100... Uh, 
like appraisal okay. score. Okay. Two grand. Two yeah. grand? So this IP ain't nothing to fuck around with. Like people take Castlevania seriously. And it's You're... it's a fun game. And it's got good storylines. Um so it 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 as an IP already, in my opinion, did allude itself to some kind of media, visual media adaptation. Um, it could have gone way of The Witcher and maybe done maybe a live action and probably had uh, a similar successful run. So to be honest, the entire time I was watching, I was like, they easily could have done this live action. Right. You could even had Henry Carvel, the guy who did uh, Gahalt, um, Geralt. Geralt of The Witcher, do the same shit and could have been a good Trevor Belmont. In my opinion, he could have probably done it. Yeah, to be honest, he easily could yeah. have. Um, so let's let's... Before we dive into our thoughts, our diametrically opposed thoughts on this show, um, Ethan, 10,000 feet, where do we start? What the fuck is Castlevania about? Oh, jeez, man. So, oh. full disclosure, I didn't watch season one since, what? like, three years ago. Oh, that's fair. Okay. But, I mean... But I think the basic plot... So, it was really short. It was, like, six episodes for season one? Four. Yeah. Four episodes, so season one. Um, but the main plot of season one, now that I'm thinking about it, is all coming back to me. Good. Um, big boy Dracula has actually turned out to be a relatively decent guy. He's a pretty chill dude. He's and got a, a wife. scientist, no less. Yeah, he's a scientist. He's got a wife. He taught her to be a doc. Yeah. Like he, so, yeah, he, the, the way they met is that she actually approached his castle saying, bro... I heard you got mad science. I want to help people with that science. And he's like, oh, you actually don't suck as a human. Come on in. And in medieval times, he taught her the ways of modern medical and science in general. And um, she brought that back to the folk of... Uh, oh, she brought it back on him, though, too. Because, oh, she uh, threw they, it back. <laughs> they went some of that sloppy toppy Samsung <laughs> oh, no. spin cycle. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they wang chunged and fell in love. And then she basically tells him, like, hey, I, you should go out and, like, teach the world, how, like, your science and your shit. Of course. And during that time, the church decides to execute her and burn her at the stake. As a witch, because that newfangled science bullshit's obviously the work of the devil. It can't be a, it's devoid of all God and therefore all meaning. So how dare you help people with this, 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 this demonic power of yours, you, you siren. You, you, you newt. <laughs> you newt, you newt of a thing. Uh, so they burn her. And uh, Ethan, does Dracula take this obviously well, right? <laughs> Turns out Drac, not a fan of the fire. He is pissed the fuck off. Like, he's like, okay, I see you. Um. Get your affairs in order, because in one year, I'm going to literally slay y'all bitches. Like, you're done. But he gives him a year. Because, again, Dracula's a decent dude. He's kind of chill, not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> so a year goes by, and the church, represented by that old bishop asshole saying, eh, eh, nothing happened. Trust in the Lord. And then, while nothing is happening, everything happens. Literally, hell opens up, and Dracula rains down plagues of demons and it's pretty gruesome this show night creatures this show is not afraid to get pretty pretty gory i mean oh it's like for sure tvma yeah and i I, it's again you they kind of recognize that the people who care about this ip have probably grown up with it and anyone who was old enough to even play it in 86 no less is definitely old enough to see a couple severed heads 
here and there, I would say. Yeah, and um, some tatas every it, now and then. Tatas, some good tatas, and uh, <laughs> it it was um, I I think they they could have played it really safe and went PG thirteen at most, but it, it just wouldn't have had the same uh, bite. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're vampires. I'm just gonna go. It's cool. All right. <laughs> no, it's but um no, it was uh it was good that they went mature. So um. <laughs> We we are introduced then to, man, he's my favorite character, Trevor. Trevor, Trevor Belmont. He's so um, he's a drunk asshole. <laughs> yeah. So basically, his story. If you know anything about Castlevania, you'll kind of understand that the main character that we grew up with in the games would be Simon. Yes. And um, there's a few other Belmonts that are in the games. Yeah. Um. And what's cool about the show is they do kind of like pay some homages to to previous generations of Belmonts. But Trevor is the last Belmont. The rest of his family has been excommunicated um, and kind of destroyed. Yeah, it seemed like destroyed. They almost seemed hated for their practices. Yeah, I don't know why the hell I um, forgot what exactly the impetus for the destruction of their family was? I, I honestly think that they, um, by merit of occupation, the Belmonts as a family are... Vampire hunters. They're vampire hunters and hunter of demonic entities alike, and they have, over generations and generations, uh, amassed and stockpiled this wealth of knowledge about how to combat the, the vampires and the demons, and basically these... Uh, plagues that walk the earth um and trevor being the last of them kind of almost at the beginning of this story shirks off any uh association he didn't seem like he's really flaunting like haha i'm a belmont respect me um well, i mean like people hate him so it makes yeah. sense people don't like the belmonts it's it almost has a witcher effect you know in the story of the witchers dude it's like legit now i'm thinking about it I'm yeah like- the witchers are generally modified hunters of uh, demons with magic ability and stuff like that, but they're created, not you know, trained. They're made. They're almost just tools of the people, and no one really gives them the respect they deserve, or any respect for that matter. And Belmonts almost get a similar treatment. They're hated and vilified by their community, while also being expected to do the task that they, as a family, are good at doing, which is hunting demons. Um, so we we meet Trevor and uh he is kind of uh enlisted to enlisted to basically kill Dracula. It, does he kind of come across this task on accident or does the plague start from Dracula's doing and then he's like, "Oh shit, here we go again." Like <laughs> this is how we have to do it. Bro, to be honest, I don't remember at all. I think that might be how it is. Like he <laughs> he basically is just roped in and he's like, "Well, shit, I'm a Belmont, so I got to do this shit." I mean, season 1's a setup anyway. Like they're just setting up the rest of the stuff. So I I actually you could tell that the first 4 episodes it being just this isolated mini season, you know, they're testing the waters and it people were th- thirsty after that like they're like shit why is it only four and they're like oh shit sorry like <laughs> my baby it was great i it was really good, enjoyed yeah. the first you know four um but the beginning of season two i had a lot of problems like actually falling following through on watching it okay um, hit me with that i don't know the first couple of episodes were just boring as fuck i don't know what to tell you really yeah um what happens in the beginning of season two i watched it like when it came out um season two starts with him meeting 
the um what is it the the traveling folk yeah so they're the called the speakers the speakers that's it okay it's basically like gypsies and they are like an entirely oral tradition yeah um but they do i guess i guess every member of the speakers does have like all of the oral tradition for the speakers like uploaded to them <laughs> basically in their in their brains yeah, and they know like, all the stories like, talk at you you know but uh we we specifically are talking about this girl named Cypher who's a Cypher. badass fucking magician. I love Cypher. She's cool. Man, she's the perfect anta- like like uh, not antagonist but antithesis to Trevor but they work so well together. She's much more happy go lucky. She has a much more stringent set of ideals and morality. At least when they meet, they're kind of oil and water but then they start to mix. And turns out yeah, she's like the only magician in her squad of speakers right and she's like a good one she's like an avatar from avatar the last airbender she's oh, yeah. like elemental she, as fuck. she's like a complete thug <laughs> she and she only gets more strong like like in from when you see her in season three she is like a stupid badass yeah i was like almost like i don't know this is starting to seem like a little bit of power scaling running away from you baby um and <laughs> Basically, in season two, I mean, we're not gonna like tell you everything, so I no, think, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, definitely go watch it. Season two, the I mean, spoilers, let's just do this really fast. There's some spoilers, yeah. So, season two, the whole idea is Dracula and his army and his like big ass group of vampires from around the world. Like, basically, it seems like a hierarchy. Dracula's at the top, and he's set up like older vampires in each of the regions to rule it. One of the best parts of the whole show. That, yeah, that, really the, cool. The world building around the vampires is incredible, and how they enlist the help of some humans. Right. So two humans, which are forge masters, which are basically humans that are able to pull souls from hell and put them into either dead creatures or you know change creatures into night creatures. Really cool necromancy shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think they're Isaac and uh he- Heerden or Heden. Huh. Uh, Isaac was the darker fellow, uh, the bald guy, and the other guy with the white hair. Is Hayden or something like that? No. Well, well look it up. Um, I knew it, and then you said Isaac first and fucked my shit up. I fuck you. Fuck my shit up with the two grand Stop, game. <laughs> Quit it, man. It's just so dumb. No, it's so they are basically plotting to destroy all the humans. Like, and these two humans have kind of just uh, totally foregone their humanity. Said, screw it. Humans suck anyway. I totally agree. Um, and uh, they. F- they are okay, tra- but, but it's Hector. Okay, Hector, but um, that's it. So basically, post his wife dying, yes, his new task is basically just eradicate all human beings. Like he's just fucking pissed. He's fucking pissed off. And frankly, man. he's grieving. He's grieving. Um, you ever grieve so hard you want to perform a genocide? <laughs> that's right. Kind so of what's happening? Obviously, since they get all of their sustenance from you know feeding on people. There becomes this issue within the ranks, yeah. And then there's basically like this this internal vampire fracture, as well as um, kind of a war waged by Trevor, Cipher, and Alucard. Alucard, which is the son of Dracula and his sweet Tepis. So, Dick. yep. So basically, uh, Alucard is half human and half vampire. Don't they find him thinking they're gonna find? Dracula they basically got a tip off that this is where we'll find Dracula and instead of him being there it's actually Alucard in a coffin and um I will say I'm not going to harp on it too much 
shockingly good animation. Again, another one of these shows had no business being as well animated as it is, but they do have Netflix money, so it's not that surprising. But some of the fights, man, really well choreographed. I mean, the way Trevor Belmont uses his signature whip, the Morning Star, is uh, very well choreographed. And uh, after... Well, he had, like, the regular one, and then he got the Morning Star. He the got the Morning Star at the Belmont Estate. True, true. Um, yeah. Um, but basically... The end of season two, Dracula is dead. He's sort of like commits suicide-ish because he ends up fighting his Ish. son at the end yeah. and lets him kill him. And season three kind of moves towards like now that this, you know, insanely powerful god is is missing from this world, you know, now there's kind of like a power vacuum for vampires. They're all fractured. Like, honestly, nearly all the strong ones got killed in the battle. And now you're left with basically the the rags of the rest of the vampire force. is right. just kind of the sisters are taking over and trying to lead uh, uh, the uprising of an empire for vampires in season three. Which, to me, is the best continuation of a storyline you can really have in the situation that the writers did for season three. Ethan, what are your thoughts on season three? I would really curious to hear because this is where we deviate, I think, semi-wildly. Yeah, so, okay, the end of season two, basically, Cypher and Trevor go their own way and separate with Alucard. Yes. Um, and so what I thought they were going to do okay. was like a pretty serious time skip. And we were going to get a JoJo-esque, the next generation of Belmonts would, would be fighting the now rebuilt Vampire Empire. That's what I thought was going to happen. And I was going to be damn super into Man, it. okay. Shit, now that you say that, I kind of wish this what actually happened. That's I what don't, I thought was I don't hate happen. season three for what it is, which we'll talk a little bit more in depth since it's the one everyone's all hype on now. But that would be cool to see Trevor and Cypher kind of, you know... Wham, I mean, they're banging like wham, bam, every episode. They're banging so, like, every episode. So wham, bam, thank you, man. Make a new Belmont with a little bit of magic thrown in there. Pow! And then basically, boom, you have a, a new and improved Belmont to go out and do the, do the work. Um, I think the way they did Alucard, even in season three, just turn that up to 11. Because Alucard and his loneliness at the beginning of season three is basically living a life by himself in the ruins of his father's castle. Yeah, After but like, only a month. <sighs> And he's already starting to go. He's like losing his fucking mind, but he was already alone for like years. And then all of a sudden in a month, he's lost it. Because I think he's he he, friends he, with I think he was them sleeping. for three days. Was he, wasn't he sleeping for all those years? I don't know, man. Yeah, right. But now that we're in isolation, I vibe with you, Alucard. I feel you, man. <laughs> I get you now, dude. I totally understand where you're coming from. I, me too, bro. I'm there. I, so like... <sighs> But, but I, okay. The seasons weren't bad. It wasn't like the worst ever. No, okay? no, What my main issue was in the beginning was in season two, they took down a like global threat. That final battle was one of the best looking battles I've ever seen. It between was Alucard it, and his papa. It was really good. <laughs> um, and then, you know, he dies. And then you're supposed to. I guess feel scared about Carmilla. Like I'm not scared one little bit about Carmilla or her three sisters. I'm when more it comes scared to of Alucard and Trevor and you know Magi Girl Supreme. Yeah, 
I'm kind of scared of Lenore, but in kind of like an aroused way. She's fine, dude. She's fine. The the quote unquote diplomat. So these four sisters, like I mentioned, the through line for the vampires is they are plotting to kind of carry on the work of Dracula by enslaving humans, but in a more structured way to build an empire. Um, use them for food stock essentially, because vampires do what vampires do, and they what they do is eat people essentially. So, um, they need their uh their food source, and this is kind of the vampires kind of side story going on while we are in what I would call the A-line story in Lindenfeld, um, where uh, the main story there, I actually didn't like it at first either, but then I warmed up to it a lot. Essentially, this elder demon kind of person, right? The visitor, they called it. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind that. That that followed, I think, traditional um, like lore, I think, for, yeah. for like demons and shit like that. One question I, I, I'm kind of still stuck on is sure. if Dracula is a progenitor of, of vampires and he dies. Is he the progenitor, though? Is he just the current strongest sure boy? He's a progenitor. Is he just the current strongest of, of all the I don't know. All maybe the they need to the explain house. that a little bit more because that would help yeah. me a lot. Yeah. But like in a lot of other lore, if your progenitor dies, you also die. Like you're sired to them. Yeah, right, right, right. So maybe these people aren't necessarily sired to him. Yeah, that's a good point. So they just maybe kind of, he's just like the reigning king, like you're saying. Yeah, and um, didn't some of them actually did die because he died? Some of them might have. No, no, no. they just got waxed before they even got there. Very true. I, I mean, it was have. like that final couple scene or uh, episodes in season two were like out freaking standing. They were amazing, and uh, in those episodes too, they did something that they easily could have fucked up so hard, in my opinion. And they recognize that they are not, they're both coming from a well-established IP with diehard fans willing to pay thousands of dollars for a game, but also understanding that they're building a new modernized 2020 version of this IP in a brand new setting, world, medium, whatever. They laid down, like you mentioned before, homages and credences to the IP, certain weapons in the Belmont Coves catacombs and and libraries the morning star being an upgraded whip you can get in the game um but they didn't overplay it they didn't say oh this is this from this adventure don't you remember flashback they could have done shit like that they really could have and um they didn't do it they were tasteful and i really respect the subtlety i did, I did the fan service was tasteful and well done like you said last last episodes of season two some of the best animation i saw that year yeah, Incredible. I, I don't know. Like season three, I think. So we had like a pretty strong through line for season two. Yes. Like there was really only two sides to the coin. There was Dracula and his his vampire thugs, and then there was the Belmont squad. Yes. But in season three, it's spread out all over the place. It's Isaac doing his own thing. It's Alucard doing his thing. It's um the buddy cop drama from Belmont yeah. and Cypher or Belmontis and Belmont. Yeah. It's, it's buddy cops as if the, the buddies of the cop duo were banging and that's what's yeah. going on here. Um, and then um, there's Hector along with the rest of the three witches from Snowland. <laughs> Snowland. But here's the thing, a, a counterpoint to all that. Did this season not make the world feel bigger? I mean, that's actually something I, I wanted because 
season one and two, if you want to just call it season one plus, that whole twelve episode thing, it it felt it felt small. The setting was like one town. Wallachia. Maybe maybe no, it was a the sm- entire country. Maybe Wallachia. a small country. Right. But now you have literally an like entire like world level landscape going on. But you- the reason for that is because Dracula had a teleporting fucking castle dog. He could be anywhere in a second. That's just rad, though. That's pretty cool. For sure, but it's like <laughs> when, you give, when you give characters the ability to just, like, pop around the world, it shrinks the world because it's not like – you remember in JoJo's how it – in, I guess, part three? Three, where they had, like, 50 days to go, like, from Japan to – Like, Egypt? Yeah. Yeah, and to travel in various ways in between because of attackers. Right, so, like – that gives you the idea of like, yeah, this is a pretty damn big world. Right. But when you can literally teleport across the world in your massive freaky castle, it shrinks the world. Plus, we were focused on that one story. Now we're like all dispersed. Do you think that, I'm not saying think I the, didn't like it. Right, right. What I didn't like very, very, very vehemently okay. was how quickly Alucard fell into being like this chump. And basically, those two Japs, <laughs> I 100% knew they were screwing with this guy. I I, I they kind of caught me off guard. I think when they What? They when they went they were in, so when obvious. they went into their room, when they went into his room to bang him. This were they brother sister? I don't know. Dude. Ugh, that, that got a little weird. But when they went into his room to bang him, I'm like, "Okay, this is a little too fu- this is fucked. Uh, something's something bad's going to happen here." Um No, when they kept asking him whether he was hiding something from them. That's when I knew someone was up. That that almost. But I was also very surprised. He like instantly was like, "Oh yeah, I'll teach you everything I know." But did he teach him everything that that he knew? They yes. didn't, didn't even teach him. They didn't teach him magic. He well, didn't get there yet. Well, that's the thing. Did he just not get there yet, or was he just so thirsty for attention that he was prolonging training to keep them there? Bro, there is sixty thousand volumes of vampire killing knowledge that he was trying to teach them in this catacombs of the belmont estate why didn't he just say go to town here's here it is go get after it kids like it because like he's he thirsty for that. attention he wanted them to be with him not maybe in the way that it ended up in the <laughs> the sexual way but just i need i need I, i'm i'm thirsty for attention mommy daddy, i don't know I, need, yeah. I think it's gonna turn him into a bit of a tyrant because i Yes. It seems like um, kind of what Isaac is struggling with. Isaac was, I guess, a slave boy in the Middle East or something growing yep. up. Or it might have been like Northern Africa. So like Yeah, Egypt. didn't he have like a super overly religious owner and would yeah, commit him to flogging and shit like would, that? Well, constantly like, f- yeah, flagellation, I think. Something like that. Like yeah, self-flagellation. Yeah. Um, but... He is struggling with this idea of like wanting to eradicate humans because they're so bad, even yeah. though he is a human. Right. But like he's only really seen a lot of bad stuff. And so, like, every time something really nice happens from a human, it's like instantly, like almost karmically magnet, where it just like the bad yeah. side comes immediately afterwards. So, every and he t- always is struggling with. Every time I do this to myself, I get like, you know, caught up in thinking that humans aren't as bad as they are. I get the shit under the stick, but I think he's been mentally programmed to severely outweigh after years of experiencing the negativity of humanity that it's almost blinded any kind of human positivity of staying in his brain, right? Even if it just happened, 
a proof in that front of you. Freaking that, captain, man. Yeah, the freaking captain. Like it, it, in Jamaican of, captain was like, Jaboy. Jaboy. Uh, <laughs> Wagwan, Wagman. I need to know nothing except the fact you pay me to take you across the sea. Yeah. Um, but uh, so anytime anything good would happen to Isaac, something bad would happen. But I found it interesting that um, he still kept being resolute that all humans are bad. He would truly forget the positivity that he was shown because of how much negative he was received with. Yeah. But when you walk around with an entire, I don't know, legion of demons, yeah. that's going to happen to you, bud. I don't know how else to tell you that, dude, but yeah. people don't take kindly to demons. I just really don't to tell you about that. But um, It was like also odd, though, because he kept saying, like, why do I always do this? So like he was always open to the good stuff, too, though. Yes. He's like the weirdest freaking character. I really liked his journey. I, I mean, do too. And yeah. his final battle, I was like, yo, this dude he's fighting is an absolute thug. The, the dude that had the whole city on lock? Yeah, yeah. That shit was crazy. Um, But yeah, I, I, I really think... I want to go back to Alucard super quick because I think that could have been... The way you said the serious time skip could have made for a really compelling uh, new villain... Don't well, let, I think don't, you could have let him be like depressed and alone. Right, right, right. It was a long time in the future. Don't make it 30 days. Make it 30 years. Yeah. No one ever comes and sees him. He just kind of sits there in anguish about in, in the ruins of his dad's home that he himself killed. And I can see that twisting any mind. And then he just becomes this really compelling, almost sympathetic villain that a new generation would not have the context about why he is the way he is and then you know maybe simon or maybe a new belmont could have made a new generation worth of decisions to say you know what i am not gonna fight you we can make the world better and still have the other vampire shit going on right and then that could be a new team up and have alucard be this mainstay through the generations of belmont so I i'm starting to see why you weren't exactly super keen on season three the highlights for me man I love So I'm not keen on it because I'm just a better writer than this. Oh, no. I just really know how to make a more compelling shout show. Shout out Konami like this. The it's not Konami who did this. It's Mr. Um, well, yo, what's his name? Sam Dietz and Adam Dietz as, long, and as well as Spencer Wan. <laughs> awesome. And program creator Warren Ellis. <laughs> your, your knowledge never ceases to amaze Okay, me. but I mean, to be honest, think about those three, four names I just mentioned. Yeah. None of them were like Hozaki Konamaro. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. it's interesting, you know, trying to bring it back quickly to the. Uh, no, I got you. Yeah. The does it anime topic. Yes. This show is set nowhere near Japan, even though there is like one Japanese, two, three characters. Okay. Um, it is basically. English voice actors first. And yeah. there's some absolute thug lords on that cast another this everyone sub fans i'm with you i get you sub gang, but I'm you're wrong <laughs> but dub is king for castlevania they even edit they even animate the syllabic voice movements for english so there's a syncing there that really does work for english so watch it in english trevor beaumont's hysterical in english um but directed by people from america yes written by people from america Yes. With a Japanese source material. Yeah. So, Ethan, where do we go from here? Because in my heart, it 
feels like anime. Like, like I don't, I don't know. In my, in my mind, I almost think setting shouldn't have nothing to do with it because look at Attack on Titan. I mean, that's some okay, Germanic but, medieval shit the same way that Castlevania is. But did you not feel like it was nothing like Attack on Titan? Of course. No, no. It was nothing like Attack on Titan. But that's what I'm saying. I think this honestly felt more non-anime than Attack on Titan does, even though that setting... No, no. So, so you're saying we're just discussing just setting. It still feels even further departed yes. from anime. I could see that. I mean, it literally is based in Eastern Europe, right? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, everyone calls it an anime. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta make a decision. Like, is this where the line is drawn? And if it's, if it's beyond the line of anime, why doesn't it find its way in? It's got the art style. It really does. I mean, um, so I actually did feel like it was more of a, let's say high production value, um, what are we western i guess western yeah, West- style animation yeah so like they i think they took some pieces from japan or pff, eastern animation but it did not feel like a show from japan yeah um I, like i'm really struggling with this because i know it is anime yeah but it's also i think there's a lot of things that are like differed between this show and all the other anime we've seen yeah and like the question is, if you're gonna call this anime, okay, then why isn't a DC movie anime? You snobby bastard. That's a good point. I mean, uh, I, I'm where my brain is going when Let's I distill this down. We're trying to distill it, and I think for me, it really does count down to animation and the spirit of it. And there's something about the spirit of this that feels more like quote unquote Western animation than anime. And I read somewhere a long time ago, something that stuck with me. I'll definitely, if I can find the article about where I found this, I'll link it in the YouTube below. Um, But when it comes to an Eastern and Western audience looking at animation to distinguish emotion, Western audiences will look at mouths first. Which, if you ever look at how much care is taken into syllabic movement in shows like Avatar or Western audiences doing stuff like that, they look at the mouth first for emotional response and then the eyes whereas an eastern audience goes the opposite way which is why you have crazy eye changes in anime and the mouth can still be bet 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 and not really necessarily have to uh carry the detailed work um i will definitely look for that article because i found it super compelling and with western animation you see that here the eyes don't really have so much movement or so much animation poured into it but every mouth movement is very meticulously drawn, which I found very interesting. That might be something I don't know. There. I noticed more like, like, like you're saying, emotion and stuff is more through, um, like nonverbal and east. Are we Eastern or Western? God dang it. Are we are West. Well, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. We are professors Eastern of the enemies. Eastern style, my boy. But <laughs> Valley too. Yes. Um, um, no. So Eastern animation does a lot of nonverbal stuff. Yes. Western does a lot of like straight up verbal. Mm-hmm. Um, they use music a lot to their advantage and stuff like that to portray right. emotion. And um, I don't know, man. Like, well, you, you know how you can tell how many anime 
that have, we've talked about have on this whips show. and <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know how you knew i was going there super hot magician girls oh wait a lot Ooh, so many um but no that you have noticed that you you've actually quoted you can see it in their eyes right think high q when show, shit hits man. the fan you could see it in their eyes. And Hinata is Look serious. into my eyes and it's easy to see. One and one make two. Two and one make three. And it's destiny. destiny. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we just synced on that. Um, but no, yeah. So like, and think of how many ocular powers exist in Shonen. Right. Eyes have meaning over in the Eastern space. And The, uh, what? Gateway to the soul? Gateway to the soul. And that just doesn't. Not that it's not important or a good mechanic in Western animation sometimes, but it definitely doesn't have that kind of um, care put into it the same way that, you know, the verbals and, and like you said, music and audio and sound do. Um, I don't know. That, that might be part of why the spirit of this doesn't quite make it feel like proper anime to me. I, I like, I, I'm really right. struggling because I know it's anime. It didn't feel like anime, anime to me. Uh, and I was wondering whether it was mostly because of setting that could, that because could, I mean, it's like dark as shit. It's like a vampire movie. Yeah. It's never going to be like nice well, and, 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 you know, charming and whatever. Counterpoints. But, there's things like Helsing Unlimited. Um, there's things like, um, psychopaths. There's stuff okay, like, here's my, here's my Helsing Unlimited rebuttal. Okay. Is that is like a very traditional anime style. Right, so they offset that dark and grittiness with being extremely classically anime. Yeah. Okay, I can I can and buy it, that. It honestly, like, I know this wasn't like CGI or anything, but these, a couple of it, I mean, it still felt so 3D to me. They did have some. There was like so much volume in the screen. That was that was true. Everything had a, a weightiness. Yeah, and there were times they used CGI, which I again they do it a way a lot of modern anime do it which is to use a CGI-esque setting to create a dynamic camera angle sometimes. Uh, I remember a fight in season two where there's like, he's in the basement with the pillars and he's using his whip a lot and uh, against that mega beast that's down there. And um, there's a lot of dynamic angles around season him and the three. pillars. I thought that was season two. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big battle. He does um, it a lot. Yeah, he really does it a lot. He's honestly a massive thug. Yes. Um, I... Uh, so maybe it also is the 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 story however does have kind of an anime inspired feel. Um it uh I'm kind of freaking out that it might literally just be style. And that's like what what we're going to come down to as the answer of does it anime? Well, does it fit the anime style? The thing is it in on paper, yes. And I think what we're seeing here is there is a threshold where you have to distinguish between two shows, one being anime and one being influenced by anime it is a medium at heart and it has its own style um but you can have shows that are influenced by it and even shows that are probably more uh, have more of a rap sheet to be called anime what's that um show on netflix about the little red panda 25 year old office chick who uses agresco agresco that has probably more check boxes for anime but couldn't be Further from the style as opposed to, say, you know, even Batman Ninja or Avatar The Last Airbender or Castlevania, right? It's cutesy, but it, uh, I think what you're seeing, remember we, we just said it, nonverbal uh, communication. There's a lot of that in, uh, what's, it, what's it called again? 
the little panda panda show? A Gretzko. A Gretzko. Okay. I thought I'm, I heard it was funny. I probably should watch it. But um, yeah. You know, well, what? maybe I'm I'm thinking now. Maybe it's because like this felt more like a Western style because there was less like setting shots. Yeah. There was less like cinematic swooshes across the land. It was right. more like story driven, but like I feel like anime style, at least currently, they always do some setup shots and stuff like that to give them time, you know. Yeah. To like stay on with the story and stuff That's like that. That's a good that. point. Yes, yeah, so when it comes to style, it's um yeah, they don't they don't bounce around as much. I mean they kinda do in season three, but um they uh it's almost as if they put enough production value into those main uh, those shots that don't have to cut back and forth a lot. They can stay right there and have a conversation without having to do a bunch of jump cuts. I don't know. I just feel like it's like this style of show is significantly more focused on the actual story being driven forward. Whereas like anime, they'll do like entire side quests or whatever just to show off some portion of the land. Yeah. Or it's not about actually that story. It's not about the story being told in anime. It's a a pure mixture of story and how it's told. So they can deviate with a side quest, but as long as it's told in a visual style that's appealing, that's just as important. Whereas in Castlevania, the animation only serves to tell the story. It's doing what it needs to do and not anything more, maybe? Yeah, I, I think that might be it. And they're just like, um, I don't know, because it was so freaking cinematic. Like, it I, was. I legit think this was like one of the best anime of all time, but I'm like struggling with calling it an anime. Let's what the hell is wrong with me? I think let's deviate. Help and me, folks. I, I think I think I have at least help you get closer to the answer. So let's ask me some questions, fam. Let's use <laughs> the comparison of the one we did last time, Batman Ninja, where we kind of landed. Yeah, this could be considered anime, and I think it comes down to not just source material but regional material. We said that Batman Ninja is like essentially a love letter to Japan and its history True. and its culture. In what way at all is Castlevania related to Japan, except for the two people who get killed off in season three. Three people. Was it three? One of From them Japan? died in season two. You were very right. Remember okay. their vampire master that they came? Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this guy even like has a uh, podcast. Oh, you're so right. I want to smother you about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that might be what it is, is that 92% scientific number about this the regional material that it's drawing inspiration from the lores and the the tales that they're ripping from of mythology is in no way related to japan it's all eastern european and even some western influences of demonology and uh eastern europe folklore it's got to be what it is i think because even those scenes where they showed like the japanese place i was Did like it really... this is anime yo yeah there you go like the moment you see it you're like boom anime because there's certain after us watching so oh, truly shit. so much anime we're sheeple we're sheeple of ourselves watching so much anime we've been I, sheepyized mainlining it for for over a decade now to tommy matt that's anime <laughs> <laughs> see exactly the little things the paper uh paper fucking fan doors doors oh yeah yeah and um just like the structure of the housing even attack on titan <laughs> samurai trying to commit seppuku yeah even attack on titan which really didn't draw much from that it still had 
a lot of little tiny things about the society. People would bow a lot. There was well, there, what about just the fact that her name was Misaka? <laughs> there you go. See, like you didn't have, even though you had a lot of like Johns and Aaron's and stuff like that. They're in no way like my favorite character in season three was Saint Germain, which one funny character. I really did like him a lot, but um, he like like I said, anyone introduced. Very Germanic, very so, Western uh, name. So, random trivia. Yes. Do you know the voice actor for St. Germain? He definitely felt familiar. Want to help me out? Have you seen the Underworld series? The Underworld series? I don't know if I have. It's like mid-2000s to like 2010s, maybe? Gonna go ahead and say, uh, no. It's like a vampire show... Or okay. movie, movie, sorry. Interesting. Um, well, this is going to be less, less for you than I hope, the, the uh, way fans you, at the home. The way you fronted it was you really were hoping for land there. <laughs> I'm super yeah, sorry. Fans at home who aren't complete losers. <laughs> 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 um, so that um, voice actor is, I think his name is Bill Nyes or something like that. Okay. And he plays Victor in that series, who is the vampire king. In the Underworld series. Oh, okay. That's actually kind of cool. Um, and so I like could instantly tell who it was, but I just thought it was pretty cool that they're sticking like, you know, he's from a very, it's like a cult classic. I'm actually like really disappointed in you, Ricky. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> all right. Okay. Y'all at home know what I'm talking about. Don't, them at home are the ones giving me anime to watch. So I can't go watch shit like that. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so I just thought it was really cool. Like, cause he's like so, a pretty integral part of that first uh first movie and potentially a little bit of the second movie like he he, okay he's basically the main antagonist of the first movie protag antag it's Mm -hmm. like it's a weird thing yeah but um i thought it was really cool because he's in another vampire ip like immediately afterwards gotcha so what Um, what i just heard was a swing and a miss on the old reference game yeah yep and hector (laughs) is Theo James, which any of you might know from the, the Divergent series, if you've watched that. Bro, uh, <laughs> how have you seen zero oh, movies? Oh, wait, wait, I saw the, oh, wait. I saw the first Divergent movie. Okay, he's yeah. in it. Cool. He's like the main love interest. We got there, guys. We got there. <laughs> he's main love interest, boy number one. Gotcha. Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> no, okay. okay, that one landed. That one landed. Um. <laughs> But maybe that's part of it too. Is like think of what they're pulling. Even the um, it's clearly designed for English, which in and of itself is fine. But they're clearly pulling from, um, you know, the corners of Western media as but, well. Yeah. Well, that's probably true a little bit. But also like, just like a comment on the voice acting, phenomenal, amazing, truly one of the best Complete stuff I've ever heard. Fire. Yeah, Trevor Belmont was hysterical, but also gritty. That's a fire warning. <laughs> That's a fire warning, baby. Uh, Cypher, she was, you know, uppity, very kind of uptight vocally. But then, like, by season three, she is, you know, weirdly sultry at times. Um, she was awesome. Saint, I really Saint Germain Cypher. is just kind of like this. Uh, Cypher. Don't give a fuck about anything. But he, like, when he times to get serious, Saint Germain really got after it. Alucard and Dracula, very on point. Um, Sorry, his name is Bill Nye. Lenore, Lenore, you know, got me all hot and bothered. She is very uh, silver-tongued. Super into her. Uh, Oh, did you notice? Ooh, this is another good one. It hit me. Uh, In season two, 
dang it what's that freaking character's name god morgan or something you remember him godron godron yeah that that ring something that's close so who um yeah who's a voice actor for that he's insano famous well insano famous He's not insano famous. He's just pretty famous. All right, for stuff you would have seen. Not full sicko mode, but it's all right. It's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Not full sicko mode. But um, yeah. I I honestly Wait, think, who I I don't That's know. A question. Dude, my phone's over there. I know. I was just seeing if you had noticed that he was somebody that you've heard of. Um, he sounded familiar. A lot of these people do sound familiar. I mean, this is a star-studded freaking cast. Yeah, anime fans. So um, it's Peter Stormare. Who plays yeah, that like the familiar. Russian um, mafia guy in like every movie you've Ol- ever seen? Olnya. Specifically, he was in um, A Duel for the Motherland. John Wick. Yeah. Oh, um, dude, yeah, that's that motherfucker. I like him. He's in like everything. Yes. Um, also, Ivana Milosevic. She's, yes. She's yes. an actress that you would know of. And then mm-hmm. John Isaacs, yep. who. Um, he actually played Dracula in um god damn it. No he didn't. Wait. I thought he might have played Dracula in that uh Let me see his face. Hugh Hugh Jackman version of Van oh, Helsing. Van Helsing, yeah. Potentially. Maybe not. Yeah. Well, um He's famous. He's yes. been in a lot of shit. I just can't fucking remember for right now. So at the end of the day, I mean I, I I've stewed on it, I've sat around in it, and I have uh been cleansed in the water of my own rationality and uh oh, lucius malfoy that's who john Isaac Luci- is. jason Isaac <laughs> there is. it is um ethan yeah bro i do not think this anime is <gasps> i don't th- i think as an anime fan it is an incredible piece of art to look at but i think what it comes down to is they didn't draw enough they drew a lot of inspiration from anime, but it wasn't enough to label it as anime. It for the purists out there, four U.S. studios and a Korean one already, uh, you know, omits it from being considered in the running. But we want to go a little deeper than that. I think really what it does come down to is how much it relies on Eastern European folklore and Western mythology and Christianity and its demonology aspect. Um, you know, there have been shows uh, that we've watched uh, that are purely anime that do draw from these sources, but, you know, it it doesn't do enough in any of the areas to come from a Japanese, Japanese perspective to, you know, tip it over the edge for me in anime. It, it doesn't have enough there for me. This is not to say it is not an incredible show, and I, if I had to rank it, I would give it like a 94. Um, it's really really good um i don't know where you land ethan but I, I i it's just barely but this castlevania show does not anime for me uh, okay so folks i think it does anime but i don't know if it's because i'm trying to say i don't like that we're putting a like embargo on anything that isn't like constantly referencing japanese no, no, society no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to be related to anime. I think that's horseshit. I also think only saying one animation style or, you know, an Eastern style is the only way to do it. Like, I don't know. I, I want us to be less exclusive of all these like phenomenal works of animation. Right. Of course. But th- like I said, there's a matter of soul. There's a matter like 
in your in your gut. I mean, at the end of the day, it does feel like an anime, but it just doesn't have. There are criteria to make. That's the same way, like with like a I don't know a Marvel movie. I mean, if you don't have enough Marvel in your Marvel movie, can you call it a Marvel movie? Um, that that's just my my opinion on that. I I think like, you know, in my heart, I want to say it's anime because it does embody some of the spirit of what a traditional anime is but you know i think it's not so much a line but it is a gradient right and i think it's just barely outside the gradient to you know if you call this anime to enough people you probably get like a 50 50 split on if it is or not in my opinion there's purists out there to be like no it's not from japan man, man, man. you know me mocking you guys out yes there but the this, ip but... is from japan right so like Everyone that has that, that opinion always cares about the fact that the IP is from Japan. What's interesting is this is a Japanese IP that is just referencing, you know, uh, right, it was built, European. It, it was built for a Western audience almost. Like, no, 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 no. The actual IP of Castlevania right. is basically just an homage to the like Bram Stoker Dracula type stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's like a Japanese homage to, you know, um europe versus like we talked about with um Mm -hmm. whatever we just talked about as being a european homage to japan yeah or sorry a sorry batman ninja homage to japan right but i almost we called that we called that anime but this is an actual japanese ip that's giving homage to europe and we're calling it not anime dubs tf mate it's it's again are we calling it on anime? I mean, you you want to call it anime? That's that's fine. I'm not, like I said, this isn't a matter of exclusivity. And there is, and the point of anime is to evolve into a point where you know they're really this this entire segment, as popular as it is with y'all, it probably shouldn't even be a thing. You know, we shouldn't have to deliberate if something does anime or not anime. But if you've ever seen like Gravity Falls, I wouldn't fucking call that anime. It just isn't like there's a matter of soul there. It just doesn't apply. Right. And there's nothing wrong with it because Gravity Falls is one of the best pieces of one of the best written pieces of animation I've ever seen in my entire life. But I still wouldn't call it anime. I think Castlevania gets so close to the precipice and everyone would still call it as such. Maybe but, it just comes down to like directing style almost because yeah. like like Batman Ninja had Junpei heading it up. Brill- yeah, you again, know, straight from Japan. Yeah, right. And like maybe it's just like it doesn't feel like the art style because the directing style is completely different. Like, like I was saying, less about the world and more about just driving the story. Well, I guess I'm also it's not anime, and but it here's is. here's the thing. Honestly, I hate this question. Can we just like <laughs> quit it all? That's the one thing I was gonna say. <laughs> just shut it down. The one thing I was gonna say is I quit. <laughs> Get out of your own apartment, man. This is mine now. But no, I think, honestly, we shouldn't feel bad about saying yay or nay. It's not a matter of quality if it is not. There are a lot of anime that exist that can be classified without a doubt anime that Castlevania is leaps and bounds better than. Yeah, Shit. so, so I like mean, when I was when I was watching, I was like, look, this absolutely decks like over 95% of anime that's out there right now. Yeah, I like, would say it's up there with with classics. Yeah, this I mean, shreds like so much of what is available from an actual like 
absolutely clear classified as anime standard and, right and and that's the thing is i had a feeling that us doing this show as long as we have and will continue to do this segment is popular because it is worth the discussion like just on an academic sense it should say nothing about the quality of these shows i mean and these pieces of works i mean i would argue castlevania is pretty solidly better as a work of art than batman ninja in my opinion and, uh. y- and yet and here we are saying the lesser of the two is is probably more akin to anime than castlevania is this isn't a discussion of quality it's a discussion of a lot of different factors style directing you know and who is this audience built for it's inherently was written and built for an english audience hence it being animated english dub first right so it was inherently designed for not a Japanese audience that could be kind of those that unsung, you know, subtle aspects that all work together to make it feel a little further away from a traditional anime, you know. I don't know. I, I, I knew we were going to come across a, a show that we would have to say, nay, it doesn't feel like anime. At the end of the day, we can't classify it as such. Okay, but, nay, but it absolutely shits on your favorite show, so go watch it, okay? Yeah, I've watched Pastel Memory 3,000 times already, and it's my favorite show, but Castlevania shits on it, and I just said that all out loud, and I didn't <laughs> didn't mean to... All right, well, that's, uh, that's the episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of feel bad about it, even though you said we shouldn't. Well, no, no, yeah. As, it just, as an epilogue of this, this episode, why does it feel bad to say something is an anime? Because it's fire, and I think there's a lot of, like... Within the anime community, as inclusive as it is occasionally, it's also like honestly really toxic in a lot of ways. There's a lot of gatekeeping of, like, of IPs and works in general in the space, and I, tol- know, like, I totally understand. And I don't. And what I'm trying to get is, you feel like we're perpetuating that in a way. I do. Okay, and I want everyone listening from now and in perpetuity. Let me be clear. Yeah, let me be clear. I. My fellow Americans. No, um, it's it's it really is not a discussion of quality. There are gonna be shows we we take the time to look at these works already because one we want to. They're good works of animation and media. Um, and two, just because we are saying it may not quite be anime, it's more of an academic discussion. And by merit of us saying it's not anime, doesn't decrease its validity in the space it's actually a great thing in my opinion that something can be called an anime by the community at large right and that's only showing that the 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 breadth of anime is getting wider this is four u.s studios and a korean studio coming together to take okay a how about this this isn't classic anime but it is anime Ooh. I'm just gonna go ahead and dab it out. Dab it out. <laughs> I, I think I think that's probably where this discussion can evolve in the future. Does is it, this new wave anime? Holy is this shit. new wave, baby? Come on down and get your new wave on. No, it's yes, we can have that discussion. I mean, does it fit a traditional anime mold? No. But is it on it's almost like Is this a groundbreaking <laughs> anime? Is this the next big thing? Is this cooler than sliced fariking bread? <laughs> maybe if that yeah, bread bit me back maybe um yeah i think that actually might be the further discussion does it fit traditional anime molds no but is it pioneering a new uh international world stage? order yeah new world order new international stage of what anime can be 
There's definitely an argument for that. I, I say would hell to the... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like to see more of shows like Castlevania because if it takes four American studios and a Korean one to make a show of this quality, sign me the fuck up, baby. I'm into that. Yeah, I mean, we've said it quite a few times, but this thing is gorgeous. It is an absolute, I think, masterpiece. Yes, it really is. Um, one even, of the best. even with like my you know, disgruntled opinion of the third season, I think you could have ended that on season two and been fine. Um, and yep. then I'm not, I'm not a fan of the direction that season three went for Camilla. For I, I actually liked Isaac and I liked Trevor's story. Yeah, I did not like Alucard's story. So I liked two of the four stories. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I would let I would let Lenore lock me up any day of the week. Like let's, I don't know how much more clear but Hector I can be like with that. instantly. Thank I would I would be like, like yes. what an idiot though. I would never say yes. I'm your slave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that one I'd definitely be like ah, not till we're done. <laughs> nice try, fam. <laughs> Well, I, you know what? That was a good discussion. I think we've we've broke a little new ground. We didn't totally disrespect an entire <laughs> production value's worth of saying it's not anime, but it is. Yeah, I mean, I would vote it like a 93 um, yeah. Fangy Lenores out of 100. Oh, yeah. I'll so, price this right as a 94. Solid up. You said 95 already. Nice try. Fine. 96 then. <laughs> Um, so definitely watch it if you have not. Please and, do. And it's so short. So it's, it's like almostly. I think it's like 20 episodes or 22 because it's four, eight, and then 10. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's the same size as nearly a 24 episode season. So, and it goes by like that. It's very, very well done. So yeah, I watched it all last Saturday when we were supposed to record on Sunday. I gave my public apology already. <laughs> what do you want from me? Christ. It's fine. I know. But um, thank you all for listening and hearing our academic discussion. If you Good think show. there's another show you'd like us to look that feels anime adjacent, you know, drop it at us at webologypodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have anything else you want to suggest to watch, because we have a growing list, ever, ever present, ever growing. And uh, we will get to all of them. We'll get them in time. We'll get them. Um, yep. Yeah. So if you want to watch us with your eyes and ears, check us out on YouTube. What's good, YouTube gang? We got new lighting, as you may have noticed last time. We're bright, visible, and lum uh, luminescent. That's a word, right? We illuminized. There it is. Um, <laughs> if you want to listen <laughs> with just your ears and not your eyes, you can go to Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, or anywhere else you get your podcast fix. Um, yeah, hit us up on Instagram. DM us at webology.podcast. We got memes on memes on news whenever we got a chance to get them out in this isolation situation. I posted a meme yesterday, yo. Finally. <laughs> no, we've been pretty light in the memes. You would think during quarantine we'd be like memeing it up. I actually I mean, have like 30 on my phone right now. We do you actually? Yeah. Can you send some of those to me? They're literally all quarantine memes. <laughs> you know what? Let's ride this wave, Quarantine baby. anime memes. Let's do it. Okay. Um, But you know what? Until next time, I'm Ricky. And I'm your favorite professor, Ethan. And this has been Weebology. <laughs> uh, Deuces. Deuces. How dare you put me out like that, you son of a bitch. Get <laughs> fucked. <laughs>